all that glitters is not gold, but my dirty mouth never, never gets old. When people ask me what dirty glitter means, I remind them that they don't have a podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Dirty Glitter Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm John Carlo. You're welcome. Well, well, well. So I guess what well, we started we with are. what what are those called? Taglines? Yes. And what kind of taglines are they, Andrew? Uh, they're of the housewives taglines. <gasps> In the canon, we are finally, after a year of the Dirty Glitter podcast, introducing the concept of Bravo. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. <laughs> bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Shout out to Denise Richards, human treasure. Your two seasons gave us everything. Uh, before- I must say, speaking of Denise Richards, she is the luckiest vagina on earth with her fine-ass husband. Just, <sighs> let's just say that. I mean, we'll get to we'll it. Get we will to get it, into you know. it. It will get into us. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we head on over to... <laughs> local channel 18 (laughs) here in new york uh let's quickly give a couple shout outs i want to shout out my iml crew um a listener that always comes over to chit chat with me jackie jackie we love you um geisha elaine carmen um everybody that listens chris uh, i know i'm forgetting some of you shout out to paula leaving the iml crew uh thank you for following um and I think, is that everybody? Shout out to my mom who don't listen. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, shout out to my mom. Thanks for the money for my trip to Indiana. That really helped. And then also my sister-in-law, Denise. I don't think I ever gave you a shout out. So shout out to you. Hey, Denise. Thanks for giving me my niece, Denise. Oh, that's a oh, good tagline. Oh, you know what? That needs to be your housewife tagline for the holidays. Thanks for giving me my niece, Denise. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. So what's been new? I'll tell you what has been new and what we will not be discussing today. There will be no mention after this of Will Smith and Chris Rock. You're welcome, everybody. We are not sharing our opinions on it. You are bombarded at every channel, every, every article, every click. So um, we're just going to go on ahead and not talk about that. Wait. Thank you next. But what happened? I don't know what happened. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Let's just say that Will Smith may have decided to throw hands and Chris Rock may have caught them. I heard that the Oscars was a hit that night. (laughs) (laughs) Something of this smacks of violence. So we'll just... (laughs) We'll just skip over that. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the real topic. The real topic of the real, pop- real topic, which is the real housewives. So tell me how you started getting into housewives or what made you get into it. So I used to watch in my early gay years, I used to watch a lot of entertainment television. Define you know, early. E to the, the, the early, you know, in my early 20s, four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but when I was like 19, 20, I used to live for the E channel and, you know, all of that. And when people would give their little, like, this week in entertainment, you know, summation of what had happened. And I just remember that 
on one of those, they showed the clip of Teresa Judice flipping the table. And I just thought, what have I just seen? A woman that looks like she has only just come out of the cave, <laughs> flipping a table, and yelling and turning red and, you know, calling someone a prostitution whore. And like young me just ate that shit up. Oh, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Where does this air? I checked my local listings. <laughs> <laughs> On your TV guide. Yes. And I was instantly hooked. I mean, like I, I deeply connected to the loyalty of the Manzos. That was important to me. And I was just, that was it. For, uh, Jersey led me to New York and we'll go over it. But, um, you know, it was my gateway drug, Teresa Judice. I get that. It makes sense. What was it for you? Well, I feel like I'm clearly a late bloomer because it was COVID that really initiated my spark. What really started it was my love for Vanderpump Rules, but that's its own thing. But that led me into introduce, being introduced to Lisa Vanderpump. <clears throat> but I actually didn't start watching Beverly Hills first. I watched New York first because at the time in COVID, I lived in New York. <laughs> I miss New York take me back <laughs> anyways that's another time that's for another time <laughs> but i just remember... move back episode coming soon <laughs> <laughs> so i just remember watching it and then got my roommates drew and emma hooked on it like they're just casually watching it with me and then next thing you know we're all knee deep into it and then it became an obsession and like a kind of like a cult following type of thing you know because mm-hmm. like i'll admit i jumped i was it was it called like when you jumped the bandwagon is that what's called you jumped on the bandwagon yeah like pretty late but like i don't care i don't claim to be you know the first person to ever discuss you know That's those right. people Ugh. and if you're listening to us now and you have never yourself seen an episode of real housewives uh, watch it It is a great examination of the human psyche, the human condition. It is a social psychological experiment. Um, And for the people that aren't smart, it's fun. No, I find it very intriguing of just seeing like rich, generally white women living. Especially them early years. (laughs) There was that one. Right. Spray tan was considered a POC in the early (laughs) years of Bravo. (laughs) Times clearly have changed. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty interesting to see people grow up on camera as well as like, you know, just maybe some people have like their one season kind of thing. It's just it's very interesting to see how these people react, like um, react to Mm -hmm. each other. You know what I'm saying? It's just like watching life kind of just happened but for some reason this just makes it interesting you know and yeah, everything every I think, dynamic in its own way I think it offers you the opportunity to find yourself in each cast like especially for the better cities right because what'll end up like it's very formulaic it's very like today is the launch of my cherry pitter line <laughs> and I hope that no one brings up what my husband did at my cousin's birthday party at my, you know, at my event. That's really about me. And then someone's like, you know, cut to someone else being like, this event is a perfect time for me to bring up what her husband did at her cousin's event. Cause we're all going to be there. 
And, you know, maybe you're the potster of your group. Maybe you're the queen bee. Maybe you're like whoever you are in your social circle, you will see uh, like an almost operatic version of that, right? You're going to see someone that is dialed up to a 37 yep. on this Housewives franchise. And suddenly you agree with them. It's yeah. like, ooh, ooh, you know what? Like you get right. knee deep into and be like, I actually understand. It's like, you know, when people nowadays are saying like, the villains or the actual good guys in Disney movies. It's kind of like yeah. that. It's like, you may not agree, you know, at face value, what certain people do say or whatever, but you understand where they come from, even if you know they're absolutely wrong, you know? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And it's like real people. Well, you get my point. Also, but. I read this thing that was like, the reason gay men love old Hollywood women and like the bitch character the most mm-hmm. is because that woman is usually facing some kind of oppression and rebelling against it. And I think there's something in there with housewives, right? Where like, here are these women who are from affluencia mm-hmm. and they're dealing with situations in such a way, like it's, it, you know, they're, they're fighting in a man's world. And yeah. something about that struggle is kind of like the gentle struggle of us homosexuals. <laughs> That's true. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I always, like you, you explained it very well and I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. No. I guess that's why the gays love Bravo and the housewives specifically. So, mm-hmm. so speaking of specific, right? Ooh. We should get to the nitty gritty of all time. Yes, we should. In your opinion, favorite housewife? Oh, bitch. It's like Sophie's choice, isn't it? It's, it's really tough for me. And I hate to be this person, but I have to have a tie unless we want to set some parameters if we want to set like current working housewife i can do that oh my god because... i have a fine ass neighbor i'm sorry he is shirtless <laughs> and you everyone <laughs> andy's a whore and we love oh, her girl, like the shorts are touching the knee so that doesn't mean he's very conservative but he's fine as shit i am not moving have lube in his house <laughs> i know the direction he's coming so i'm gonna start driving there more Anyway, Don't follow that straight man. <laughs> He's part of straight. Oh. The shorts were touching the knee, Andrew. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's on his way to kiss a woman. Anyway. <laughs> 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 um, favorite. Okay, so I'll say favorite of um, favorite housewives that's not currently on Lisa Vanderpump. I love a queen bee. I think that nobody played it like she did. Um, I, I'm really tempted to choose a housewife from each city, but I won't. Um, and then, oddly enough, my other favorite is still on Beverly Hills. Shocker, everyone. I got to give it to Erica Jane. Why? Erica J- <laughs> yes. She is a cancer. She lives the gays. She serves cunt, as she says. <laughs> and there's just something about the way that, like, I see myself and Erica. Do you know what I mean? We're like, sure, I'm fun. I'm fashion. But if you fuck with me, I'm going to serve you up some crazy that I wasn't ready for. Right? Now we're both crying because I'm scared of me. He's a gay man in a woman's body. No, yes, Jesus. That's exactly why. Mm-hmm. Married an older man. Rich. <laughs> yes. In the dream. Look at me, Dorit. <laughs> Look at my fucking life. I mean, how can that not be the greatest housewife of all time? Oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when little Sutton, whatever her name is, is like, 
don't talk to me that way. And Erica turned with extra sense of teeth and was like, or what? <laughs> or what? She cemented herself in my heart and in my mind as the queen of it. I mean, she's the first one that led to like a four part reunion really? show that was really only about her. It really was. She, that was her she season. She sat through all them. Cl- mm-hmm. That shit was Erica and Friends. Which we will yes, get to, amen. and it's, we will get to that yes, later. Of course. Yes. So who's yours? Uh, well, you make a great point about current and non-current, or past, I should say, you know, my English is bad. But I can't, there's always just going to be one. And it's the <laughs> Countess Luanne de la Seps. This surprises no one that knows Andy personally, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, like... You know, I so New York was the first actual franchise I watched. Of course, I got little glimpses and clips of things here and there, but New York, like I sat down and watched it. I think what really gravitates me towards her is that, like, she, like, I just love her background. Do you know what I'm saying? It's very regal and European adjacent. Like, like, you can't not watch her. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. her growth throughout the show, like, I just love her story arc from being a countess, right? To being a divorced countess, <laughs> to being a singer, to being an alcoholic, and then to being in rehab, and then, like, falling off and the And then mind. incarcerated. Yes, and I'm like, and then rising from the ashes, I'm like, this shit is great. Like, you can't make mm-hmm. it up. Do you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I just love the way she branded herself as the countess mm-hmm. because I feel like out of everybody on the show that I can think of hers came naturally like for example Bethany you knew she was a cook or chef sorry don't mean to discredit her but you know what I'm saying she came with the intention yes. of capitalizing on the show which is fine I would too if I was on the show but I just love how Luann's became what it was just because yeah. like she was singing because she wanted to sing she wasn't like I'm going to win a Grammy. I'm going to be like top of the iTunes charts. She just did it. And then like it gave like mm-hmm. gay club vibes with no drugs. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like Erica's is very much like, you know, you'll do a bump here and there <laughs> and then maybe some Molly and then you pop your pussy. But like Luann's is very much like easy listening when you're on the road. Like yeah, I, I just- And Luann's only product was Luann. She has never been trying to sell anything. And even like her new foes uh, her. now, but like mm-hmm. that, in my opinion, that doesn't count. Like, you know, like she's trying yeah. to be like, listen, I'm not, I'm trying to not be an alcoholic. She's just trying to stay sober. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I just, I love it. Like you can't not take your eyes off her. She's mesmerizing to me. Yes. Also like, just be cool. Don't be all like uncool, uncool. <laughs> was another moment where like, you just understood that Luann was operating at a level that most of the other housewives were not. Of course. Like, that moment was, she was answering something, but she was really talking to the fans. Exactly. Like, she's like, that camera is on. And then when she- <laughs> My let, robe is open. <laughs> when she let Alex McCord know, when she was all like, oh, they're Louis Vuitton. Oh, well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. And then she, that laugh, she's like, <laughs> I was like, <gasps> it was like, that is- that's going to go in like the national American archives of whatever TV, like it was gold. You can't make that shit up. 
I also loved, um, was it with Dorinda or was it with Bethany that she did the look at you? <laughs> yeah. In response to them calling out the fact that she's a narcissist. Right? Oh, God. Like, well, you're a bad person. Look at you. <laughs> and with that, we're just going to go to a quick commercial break while I grab me another Topo Chico. You filed your claim. You've called your witness. It's time for an argument of passion. Litigation by Susan Lucci, with notes of Verbena, Swedish Musk, and Old Book. Tell him you love him in court. Litigation by Susan Lucci is available exclusively at Deloitte. Mention the Dirty Glitter podcast at the register for a free legal notebook with your purchase of $200 or more. (laughs) And we're back. And I still don't grab my Topo Chica. Yes. You know, what's that smell? The law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Susan Luch. <laughs> it just seems right. She doesn't have a fragrance. <laughs> yeah. She's a very hard work- working, you know. Um... Yes, she has. Industry Titan, Susan Lucci. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like... 22-time Emmy nominee. (laughs) And one-and-a-half-time winner. (laughs) (laughs) La Luch! Anyway. (laughs) I want you to call me La Luch. La Luch. That's that's our new name, everyone. La Luch. La Luch. (laughs) Okay, well, now back on to the topic of housewives we can't have a favorite housewife without the favorite house husband now who is it who is it for you first of all i just want to shout out the fact that some of these women have some of the finest men (laughs) out here okay um what's denise richard's husband's name aaron aaron oh my god like aaron is too fine to even make my list do you know what I mean? I would not I would not be mentally healthy with a man that fine. Do you know what I mean? Like I would be locking him in the house. I it, it would not be good for both of us. Oh, yeah. Um but my I I it's a hard list for me. And actually, in, in the same way that my other two um you know tops, here's hoping, um were <laughs> We're from one city. Actually, my top two men are also from one city, and that is New Jersey. Yeah. Now, I love me, um, no longer on the show, but Jacqueline's husband, Chris Larita. And let me explain why. One, he has wolf blue eyes that are just stunning. Two, he, out of everybody, was just so there for her. Do you know what I mean? Like, he supported his wife yes but he also seemed like the kind that was like if you're talking about her crazy he's gonna fight you and i love that energy but my number one with a bullet is joe gorga i want to see tarzan so bad that man is and y'all who know me know i'm very heightest when it comes to dating yes but i live for that short king he is fine um i love that he's a like like a sexual deviant monster um i love his red skin (laughs) (laughs) he does does have red he is very red um but that's my favorite crayon too 
<laughs> Speaking of crayons, I found out that Crayola is headquartered here in Dallas. Mm, that explains the smell. Now, <laughs> who's your favorite house? <laughs> Okay, so it really is from New Jersey, Evan Schneider. I think he is so fine. Like, oh, you know, he's like, if you know me, you know my type. Rich, privileged, Mm -hmm. white, you know, Jew adjacent. You know, I love that. So he's just like, I I just, he's just easy on the eyes. And knowing that... What? I was just going to say quickly, speaking of Jew adjacent, shout out to our three favorite Brooklynites, Lindsay, Paul, and Andrew, <laughs> a.k.a. Mandrew. <laughs> because I just know, <laughs> yeah, oh. I just know they're going to be so pleased that that was your top choice. They know us very well, so it makes oh, yeah. sense. But I have to say, and I feel like I'm going to get, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but I watched the newest season of Miami. And it rekindled my love for Lisa's husband, Lenny Hoekstein, the plastic surgeon. Like, I don't know what it is about him. It's just like, he looked like he... Money? Yes. Oh, God, he's so <laughs> like, even in his 50s, I'm like, oh, like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? He's very handsome, humbled, rich, educated. <laughs> Russian, so you know he got a big dick, or he at least so so on brand. This whole, you know, but both of your choices very on brand. Exactly, on brand. Also, I just want to mention that to anybody watching this season of New Jersey, you know that the house husbands drama has been way more interesting than anything that is going on with the women. Like I, I think they should just make that franchise the Real House Husbands, of because c- you know watching Evan and um. Bill. And Bill fight was like, oh no, I'm feeling something. So all those husbands are bringing it except Tiki. <laughs> oh, he is just and a none friend. for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> he's just a friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he will remain that way. Ain't nobody getting a what do they hold the jersey? A tomato? Well, whatever it is. He's not getting one. Right. <laughs> oh, look at this. We have a viewer question. <gasps> Our Shout out to Chris. Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, through um, uh, through Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, Andrew is Chris's son <laughs> from a parallel universe that ended up here. Now, some terrible monster and a gossip started this rumor at IML. <laughs> I wonder I'm sure whoever it was, their back hurts real bad right now because it's going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> 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 uh, I wonder who the fuck it was. <laughs> so the listener question and viewer question, age-old question, who should come back? Hmm. Anyone, but you only get one. Only one? Yes, you only get one. Okay. I, I do want to say that my choice would have been Cal Radswell, but I genuinely feel like she has moved on. Yeah, like, are you looking at more people not, who you feel more have more to give or you want more? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, I feel that since Beverly Hills has not had a British bombshell, a brunette British bombshell, since Lisa Vanderpump left, I'm going to surprise everyone by calling out Carlton Gebbia 
because Carlton, right? Like <laughs> Carlton had an unfair season, <laughs> right? I miss her witchiness on the show. I miss yeah. the fact that she was she was the first housewife to be bravely anti-Kyle, right? Like everybody, you know, Kyle was still looking cute back then before, you know, before we all knew the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that Carlton was... Um, the right housewife at the wrong time. I agree. Right? I see that. I feel like when they, she, when they, she they calls her, her and in. you're a bigot. <laughs> oh, delicious. Delicious. <laughs> you're a bigot. <laughs> Let's see. For me, okay, I'm going to say two, but I'm going to say my second. Bitch, you said that we can only pick one. <laughs> But well, my, I could have said too. I'm, I'm gonna let you have it. I'm gonna let you have it. <laughs> my dad. It was my dad's question. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> so my number two. My, okay. Yeah. My number two choice is Monique Samuels of Potomac. She because it was her show. I don't care what anybody says. It was her show. Yes. The second she stepped on, mm-hmm. I don't care whether you disagree. Whatever. We'll get to you know that mm-hmm. the stuff that happened. But I just feel like she could have done a lot more at past you know the season she left mm-hmm. but it was smart for her personally to not I so I understand yes. what, but selfishly I just want her you know because mm-hmm. I do love you know Wrestlemania so I would have liked yes. to see that on a housewife but very unpopular um opinion right now my number one choice of the person I want back so bad is Kelly Ben Simone <laughs> Like, I will do anything to see her on my screen as a housewife again. Like, I loved her so much. She was just pure gold and never boring, always entertaining. Like, you can't make her up. She was entertainment. You can't. And I want to know what she's doing now. She can't make reality up. And that's what's great about it. I love it. She's doing what every rich person is doing. She's trying to sell real estate. I want to see her sell a house so hard. Like, like, I just want to see. She probably sells it to the voices in her head. She was probably like making profit and then buying at it. I was like, like, hey, I talked that I talked her down a lot because someone was trying to kill me. Like, you're talking to America, Kelly. But I love her. <laughs> Go on ahead and put the jelly beans down for me. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of, you know, Kelly Ben Simone, let's get into more the nitty-gritty, the cities. Mm-hmm. So the cities. Our beloved New York City. Now, what's your favorite story arc of all time through? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? You know what? It's so strange that this is my favorite, but it was literally turning up as you were talking. (laughs) Aviva Drescher and (laughs) (laughs) and everything that was wrong with her. And there was something about like... (laughs) There was something about the kind of person that walks into a vacation late and is like, I would have expected a banner that said, you did it, Aviva. (laughs) Right? And then we all know she knew she was taking that leg off at some point. Because (laughs) because all, (laughs) all Heather was saying was like, Heather was making a different point. Heather was like, you know what? 
what you said is wrong. I think that's laughable. And then suddenly Abiba's saying that she called her phony. I'm like, she did not say that. She did. Did anyone hear Heather call her phony? Like she had writers for that moment. Oh you yeah. Know? Well, and think you about it. She, she wasn't there the last get five the leg. episodes. So oh, yeah. she's like, gotta fuck shit up somehow. So think about it. She took that leg to get the toenails painted, as she told us she used to in an earlier episode, right? Yeah. She picked out the shoe that was going to look best on the circus table. And, <laughs> and I think it just revealed everyone's character also, because <laughs> Carol was laughing. She was like, this is ridiculous. But then the, uh, who was the blonde model? Kristen. <laughs> Kristen was like, oh, oh, no, oh, I'm going to run outside. Like, girl, it's a piece of plastic. Can you give Barbie her leg back? Stop it. Girl, that, that gold. I love me some Aviva. She, you can never go wrong with her. Like, I just, even, no matter, even if I don't like you as a housewife, I have to appreciate if you're not boring because if i don't like you because you're boring uh, we'll get to those people yeah. soon it boring is the ultimate sin because i'd much rather you piss me off because at least you're not boring you know what i'm saying yes. you know you kind of know the assignment you know so my favorite story arc of new york has to be well it's, it's probably everyone's but it's definitely the whole jill and bethany fallout because i love how quick everyone chose everyone they just they didn't even evaluate the situation it was blondes and brunettes essentially like just think about it and i was like oh yeah this shit went left every way mm-hmm. um i stand jill to the day i die bobby um, <laughs> bobby bobby oh my god and in season two when they were like planning like a social event like they always did <laughs> where mo's like like you need to do the social register or whatever. <laughs> I just want to know where it is. Where's the where social register? Show no, me. Just tell me where it is. I love. I love everything. I'm just curious to know if she knows where it is. Exactly. I love every single moment. Oh man. Um, of that because I was just all like, she calling a bitch out. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But with the whole Bethany and like, with the whole Bethany thing is like you kind of like while you're watching it you never really knew what went on but because it went left so hard you're like actually curious about how serious the you know what yes, I'm saying the pause was mm-hmm. and then like even to this day I couldn't tell you what the cause is I'm sure there's a reason I just couldn't tell you yeah but it goes to show as of season the season 10 follow of Bethany and Carol that it's mm-hmm. not only Jill yeah, Jill was an easier villain to paint because of her. When they got to Bethany and Carol, and the same thing happened, it wasn't so easy to paint Carol as a villain. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it was like, oh, maybe Bethany was a crazy bitch the whole time. Exactly. So, you know, NYC always delivers, never disappoints. Also, shout out to the fact that in that moment, uh, on that reunion, Jill was like, I don't care about any of this. I just wanted us to be friends. Like, Jill, I know. Really, she found her light. She knew how to cry on stage. Yeah. I agree. And she she made sure to present the product. 
Like she used her hands and those jewels a lot during the entire <laughs> discussion. You could tell that she was nervous going to that reunion. Like mm-hmm. you could tell she out of everybody. And poor Bethany was probably bloated. She was pregnant with Brand. She was yeah. just sitting there like, can I pee? Yeah. <laughs> That's very much like an Ashley at Potomac reunion mm-hmm. kind of thing. But speaking of another quote unquote city, Salt Lake City, the newest U.S. Ooh. franchise. So we can both agree that this one came in hot. Season yes. one. Best season one of a fr- of a new franchise. Oh, absolutely. Like best. For sure. Um, clearly season two delivered a lot. Mm-hmm. Although I felt that it was too long, it wasn't, each yeah. episode wasn't boring. It was just like, hmm, you know, something new. There's just a lot of drama. Now, your famous story arc of Salt Lake City. Ooh, you know what? Let me think about it. What is my favorite story arc? Oh, Salt Lake City. Well, I can start. Um, mine is everything yeah. with Mary M. Cosby because <laughs> he is one of my top five favorite housewives of all time. Like, you know me, I love a crazy housewife, but yes. you could tell easily, kind of like Belly, Kelly Benson, I'm Belly, <laughs> Kelly Benson, <laughs> that she was naturally nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, and you really couldn't make it up. It was like, the passion she had for her church and everything was real. It wasn't like the cameras turned on. She like went all ballistic. Like she cared. I believe that she believed it was true. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. But I I love that. I love a committed girl. Like it Mm -hmm. can't, do you know what I'm saying? For real. And then I think what also my favorite Mary Ann Cosby moment of all time was this, (laughs) when they were at, was it in Zion? Yeah. Like Southern Utah doing the rock climbing Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, Whitney trying to come for her and all this shit. And she's like, women. <laughs> women. Oh, well, she so good. outside the window <laughs> and then told Heather she don't like it to herself. <laughs> you know, uh, everybody in the audience should know that after that episode, Andy said that she reminded him of me. <laughs> and that caused some introspection into my life. And that, like, I, I had to look inward after he said <laughs> that there were parallels between me and Mary Cosby because I was like, I do be talking to myself. Um, I, you, you, want I, people to, you want me to praise you and yell at you, be like, I will never leave you. You're my best friend. Say I have been a perfect friend. <laughs> I've never met a better dresser. <laughs> You're a perfect dresser. Oh man, I'm not marrying nobody's step granddaddy though. No. Um, that said, I I did. You know, this is why housewives is important because l- you see, sometimes you find yourself, and sometimes someone else finds you, and that causes you to look to look a little harder in the mirror. Um, I think my favorite um, arc has been like Lisa and. Meredith season one versus Lisa and Meredith season two. That was a fight. Yes, because in season one, like I think Lisa maybe, or at least what happened between season one and two is Lisa didn't want to be the sidekick anymore. Like there is no doubt that Meredith is the queen bee of Salt Lake. Um, I'm sure all of them are a little bit afraid (laughs) to like say the wrong thing. 
Um, shout out to Brooks Marks, the future father of my children. Um, Brooks, you're perfect, never change. And I love your autograph that your intern probably signed. <laughs> he bought your tracksuit. I'll buy your wedding ring. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just like the whole idea that like suddenly in season two, Meredith maintains her crown. And Lisa, Lisa really did try to come for her. She went from, can I touch? <laughs> to you know can i scheme and i just loved that while all that shit was going on meredith marks was literally in a bathtub <laughs> <laughs> letting everybody fall apart around her like Love she it. called my son gay i called the feds <laughs> like it was just so so good um and also, like, shout out to Meredith for that moment when Whitney was drunk. And Meredith, like, Meredith took that night a little too deep. They didn't really touch on it in the reunion, but she was like, I don't believe your father hasn't spoken to you. Yeah. How does that feel, Whitney? <laughs> oh, I love this. And Whitney sobered up. Whitney was out of that drunk in an instant. She was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Like maybe Ow. I shouldn't do this. And then when you went, heart, bitch. Like, oh my god, I just stood up there. I'm like, no, you didn't. She just beat your ass down. That's right. I would have, I would have thrown down a little black kitten wig to make it seem like. <laughs> Tell your father he left his hair on the. <laughs> I know her dad had that like Fallout Boy kind, like that Pete Wentz kind of. You know For like yes. a old man, I was like, listen, and he's a hairstylist. I was like. But it was like Pete Wentz hair on Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. It did not go. <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> oh my God. So quick thoughts on the canceled Jenny Wynn, the racist comments. <laughs> quick thoughts on her. Um, I, I really am ashamed of Bravo for not mentioning the fact that she abused Dewey. What did, yeah, this, this woman I hit him. This woman just casually said, like, oh, I was so angry at my husband that I threw things at him until a rib broke. If a man had come on the show and been like, I've been in anger management because I threw things at my wife until her rib broke, <laughs> right? Like, the cops would have bust into the set, right? He wouldn't have been able to finish his confessional. Uh, so Bravo needs to work out. Like, I know they were firing her for the racism, but, like, can we, get, can we get a little firing for the domestic abuse, too, please? I wonder what she's up please? to. I don't know. But speaking Nothing. of cops, Jen Shaw, did she do it? <laughs> I think that Jen Shaw thought she found a loophole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure that she had some awareness that they were not operating... Uh, in a too legit to quit fashion okay yeah but i also do not think that she thought it was to that level yeah right yeah just because um there's some part of it that like i would believe meredith capable of something like what they're accusing it would take a level of strategic thought and intelligence to pull off something like that i agree and and Jen has shown that she doesn't understand that water and cameras don't go together. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, it's sad. Like when the guns are pointed at 
her children unnecessarily. Don't be laughing on that. Audience, he just laughed. <laughs> and, um, I'm canceled, y'all. That's it. And guns pointing at innocent children. So you must support this Ukraine crisis. <laughs> <laughs> what a jump. You are, uh, who's married Cosby now? <laughs> I learned from the rest. Girl, have you been talking to a mannequin head? <laughs> I have no friends, so practically. <laughs> Making me nuts here in Dallas. And but just hey. to remind our listeners, Andy does have no friends. So if you're in Dallas, <laughs> just tap that bitch on the shoulder and say it's going to be okay. <laughs> Speaking of arrested women, New Jersey. You know what? We got to love a housewife that can bring her legal drama to the show. Oh, and yeah. nobody did that quite like Teresa did. And here's why. I feel like hers was the only legal scandal that played out on the show. Granted, Erica Jane had a big legal case and it was discussed on the show. Mm-hmm. But with Teresa, right? Season one, my husband and I pay cash for everything. We, I like custom furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, I just buy a lot of stuff. My daughters always have whatever they want. And then, right, we're like, that's interesting. How does a construction worker have this amount of money? Because <laughs> Teresa don't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were certain things that just didn't add up. And then we watched their marriage sort of break down. And then while it was breaking down, we find out that like their businesses are not that legit. Um, so we really watched Teresa go through it. Oh, yeah. Um, she did not leave the show, right? No matter what you love, love Teresa, hate Teresa, she has never um they positive teresa, teresa has never stormed off the set either good for her granted she has thrown andy <laughs> she has thrown andy like a pier one exports throw pillow but she has <laughs> never she has never walked off danielle Staub had to walk slow in her hooker heels fuck off teresa <laughs> do not come for my girl danielle i'm her only fan in this entire world we all know and I will tell you this, to the day I die, Margaret deserved to get her hair pulled by Danielle. <laughs> I know. She, she sure did. Because I understand when, see, when Danielle came on as a friend, right, her second time around, I understand when people didn't like her or whatever. I definitely understood her second season as a friend. When she got married, I understand why nobody liked her. But then she came in her next season literally doing nothing and then margaret wouldn't let anything go after she pushed her husband in a pool so and then she kept if she did not pull kim graziatel's hair you cannot tell me that a woman running down the steps of the townhouse screaming in front of children that you have square tits does not deserve to get her hair pulled more than some lady with a big mouth that just likes to talk shit no, I'm not saying when Danielle got hers. She got hers when she got hers. I'm saying in that situation. Also, also, if it pleases the court, litigation by Susan Lucci, <laughs> if it pleases the court, <laughs> why is it that Danielle Stab pressed charges against little Ashley where Ashley pulled her hair? Right, Danielle, Danielle should have been waiting for her date in court. She should have been spraying litigation by Susan Lucci on her neck. Oh, we're going to run with this litigate. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of fighting, Potomac. 
Hold on. Also, shout out to Lewis, who absolutely loves Andy's <laughs> not so subtle transitions. <laughs> Speaking of the Mars moon landing, <laughs> adult onset diabetes. Anyway, <laughs> on the subject of fighting and violence, <laughs> we have to talk about. Potomac. Potomac. Now, let me start by saying in all of the franchises so far, granted, this one's only been six, five, six, seven years so far, if I'm not mistaken. This one is the only one that's gotten better with every season, like every single one, like mm-hmm. it progresses, progresses. But then again, it hasn't been as long as, on as long as the others. So they're I've, coming up on six seasons now. They've been on for a minute. Yeah. But I haven't had a boring season yet. The drama keeps getting better and better. Now, I have to say, Monique, I want you back. You're the best housewife of Potomac, second best housewife of all time, in my opinion. The way you beat Candace's ass was inspiring. It made me want to get back into karate. Like, I have never seen a fight so justified, and mm-hmm. I'd never seen a woman of color so white privileged. <laughs> Does that make sense? And he's talking about Candace. Yes, yes, she... yes, yes. <laughs> May her edges rot. <laughs> and I have this to say. I I believe that Monique showed true restraint when Bravo decided to put a 12-pound twink on the door to keep her from going and beating Monique's ass, I uh, mean, beating um, Candace's ass more. And I love that in that moment that he's stopping her, he's like, Monique, please stop. Don't, like, he was given, he was given new Pinocchio voice. <laughs> You need to stay on your own. He he was holding that handle. <laughs> and she as she stops and she looks at him for a sec and she considers beating the shit out of him. And then she looks up and she goes, you know what? I'll go around you. As she walks down the steps <laughs> and finds a side exit to the venue and then runs around it. She could have messed that little twink up. She could have tossed him down the stairs. She could have Teresa Judiced him down the stairs. She chose not to. She knew her target was Candace, and she was not going to have any collateral damage. And I appreciate that in a fighter. Oh, absolutely. Like, she, everything that Monique went through her last season, like, I would play back sometimes and be like, she was probably wrong for X, but no, not that season. No. No. Not at also, all. I just want to, like, as a caveat, I know none of these housewives are listening, but I like to think in my head that I'm friends with Giselle Bryant and yeah. that we're similarly villain coded. Giselle, when hiring security, make sure they can run. Because <laughs> <laughs> you showed up <laughs> with a man with his own gravitational pull thinking he was going to protect you from a woman who has already displayed Black Panther-like speed. (laughs) She ran around. She ran around. People had to scramble to get Monique out of there. They were like, she's coming, she's coming. You know know she's... (laughs) Bitch, run! She took note from her husband as an Mm ex-football player because she did the whole shuffle, you know what I'm saying? She went, oh, she was a running back. I'm sure she has to run to change positions. That's a big man. He's a football field long himself. And I just love at the reunion when Giselle, like Chris just sat down or no, he just mm-hmm. stood up probably to, you know, fix his jacket. She was all like telling her security, look, he's moving, which is so, you know, very caring like mm-hmm. behavior. And I'm like, girl, 
you know damn well he wasn't going to do anything to you. And what the hell was your security guard going to do? And you know, oh, and speaking of Giselle and friends, um, uh, my biggest pet peeve is having a housewife as a glorified friend for so long. And I, speaking of, I want to like Robin Dixon, but it's really hard when the drama is not to the level of everybody else and you're always agreeing with somebody you know he's funny drunk <laughs> but it's just it's hard do you know what i'm saying like hold on and in defense of robin dixon i have to defend us seeing one of the greatest love stories on any housewives franchise play out because of robin dixon between her husband and michael <laughs> <laughs> right Juan Dixon and Michael have presented a love that I only hope to achieve in my lifetime you know I really do feel like one day Michael's just gonna get up and start singing like (laughs) if I one should stay one wanna love you I would only be standing in your way (laughs) And when they come to mind, Juan will have a single tear shaking his head like, don't do this to me. <laughs> Not in front of my wife. Not in front of my wife. When, when they were like, Juan's going to propose, I don't think he would do that to me. Not tonight. We have quite a special relationship. And uh, I, I don't think from the things Juan has told me, he would he would propose to her. Right? Like he was... He was giving, he was giving the most epic, like her lover. You know, he was like, he he can't do this to me. It was beautiful. That's true. I could cry now thinking about it. Yes, you brought this issue out. (laughs) So, speaking of Australians and kangaroos, we have to talk about the housewives of Melbourne in Australia. Melbourne. Darling. Now, mind wow. you, <laughs> mind you, clearly this isn't a U.S. city shown in America. Mm-hmm. But it was know, shown once many moons ago, but then they don't bring it back, fuckers. But this is the first international one that I was um, introduced to by you. Um, <laughs> and it has struck gold in my heart. Now, who, in your opinion... <laughs> You know what I'm going to say? Who is your favorite housewife of Melbourne? Jainer. (laughs) (laughs) Jainer Liana. I'm a barrister darling. Ideally in fact. Right? Like, she stepped on the scene. Good luck with your dick of cats that are about to topple. Like, just that, like, the long, the long manicure, the spray tan, the hair that does not move, but is perfect. He is a drag, right? like a genuine drag queen. She, she was really? a drag queen, and she was not ashamed of it. Oh no! I live for some Dina Liano, and you know she just had. <laughs> who is this woman coming at me with a camel teeth? Like, who else? <laughs> And then, you know, she forgets her mic is out of the bathroom. No, she is a cunt because she hasn't said anything to me about it. And right, like she's just going off. <laughs> and who's your favorite, Andy? <laughs> to be honest, actually, 
my favorite house Melbourne housewife is Janet I love Janet she is just like she she gives me very like Luann vibes but without mm-hmm. the royalty but a, yeah. a literal older housewife you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and like it's pretty great I love it. I love there's one episode with the with the dance teacher and like one of those like isn't he gorgeous or, or something like that and just like does he ever <laughs> like she just has this like expensive sound and time to her voice I, I do love Gambo Gambo <laughs> do you like Chica <laughs> Chica um, and then we we cannot talk about Real Housewives of Melbourne without talking about Jackie I'm a psychic girl Sean, Sean, Sean. Girl, she. La mascara. La mascara. I love Jackie. Like, she reminds me of because she's the youngest one, you know, married. (laughs) She's giving me very Dallas. um, You know, you remember season one, Dallas, uh, Tiffany Hendra, right? Yes. It's very much that, but with a bigger person. They are. They They are variants. Yeah. And you know, Tiffany's uh, husband, Australian, anyway, small world. Yeah. And you know what? If, hold up, but wait, if Jackie thinks her husband looks like Johnny Depp, who does she think she looks like? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, we see a perfectly beautiful woman, but does she look in the mirror and see Shakira? Because. Our Iggy Azalea. Yeah, and shout out to Chica's husband. Set on my face until I die. You are beautiful. He is fine. Speaking of, you know, Australian transplants, we now must go to the beloved, now cancel slash on pause, Housewives of Dallas. Now, I am mm. upset that I moved here as it was announced <laughs> that there was no That actually really pissed me off. I'll admit but fun fact right i feel like after i moved here i because dallas is a smaller world i should say mm-hmm. i've had more true interaction with housewives like actual housewives personally um, former, former housewives shut the fuck up we're not going there <laughs> so i actually live right near um stephanie and travis holman's old house oh, this oh he's so fucking fine um but and i work near his around his uh locker business place so i'm like mm-hmm. i'm close to royalty dallas royalty i think that apartment needs a locker andy <laughs> <laughs> at a consultation if um, I keep staying here <clears throat> mm-hmm. i think stephanie holman is maybe the most um queen bee without being hated housewife ever absolutely right like she was the hbic of that franchise Uh um there was no question about it that the show was stephanie's but she was also really really likable and relatable which i feel like not i I can't think of any other examples of a housewife that has done she was like Stephanie had it for a time before we saw a peek behind the curtain i agree um but Stephanie Holman was giving, and oh, also shout out to Leanne, who created like that. That show was built oh, on yeah. one woman's blush oh. for two seasons. <laughs> that shit was severe. It was like right <laughs> heavy, heavy. She, <laughs> she, she was giving full application, 
right? Jewel tones blends to the temple. She was, (laughs) (laughs) she was just giving everything. And that accent was thick as fuck. Oh yes. And my fans, listeners, I met her in real life. And what did she think of you, Andrew? She said that I reminded her of her favorite flight attendant. (laughs) Now, if you are of Filipino descent, can you let us know if that's racist? (laughs) I would find it racist if she said nurse. Now, okay, bitch. Like I think we're kind of a little too close to home, but (laughs) you know, I didn't mind that one. She was super nice, and I also ran into Carrie Duber. Because one of my doctors is in her building, right? Amen. Very pretty, beautiful eyes. Um, but you know, with your experience having come here to Dallas, right? Would you get your dick sucked at the roundup? <laughs> Girl, I want to know where. Girl, because all I... I saw was a horror show in that bathroom. I know. Okay. So when I went in there, my charity world went down the toilet. Because it was that shit is shoulder to shoulder, piss on piss. It's weird. I don't and, understand I mean, how. Where I, I couldn't like, I don't even know how you can give a good handy there. Like, it's not. Well, see, you know, the dance floor does get crowded enough that I could have sucked the dick in the middle of everybody, and most people wouldn't have known. So then maybe we just solved the mystery. Maybe we did. I don't know. If you go to the roundup regular and you regularly and you have sucked Mark Duber's dick. Please tell us where you did it. We will keep you anonymous. <laughs> and you know, before we move on to our last city, I have to make a very strong case and say, not even case, strong point, that I used to like Cameron Westcott in the beginning, but after the last season of the racist shit she tried to pull with Tiffany Moon, of trying to get her fired for as a doctor, <laughs> yes. and then her hus- her short-ass husband... And brother, was it Court and Carl or some shit? I don't know. They try to, they're, the amount of white privilege that they try to evoke saying like, oh, we own these hospitals. We can get you fired for being racist against Chinese mm-hmm. because you're Chinese. I'm like, hell, not like that really, Girl. that was one of the- Her like, argument was so thin. Yes. And I think what really, like, I think the reason why I still get riled up about it is because it didn't have to happen. Now, I would, like, for example, like, with the whole Candace and Monique thing, I would have understood why it went further legally. Does that make sense? Because what? although she deserved it, Candace did get a tap, whatever. But this shit was for no reason, just because she was offended to eat a, try a chicken foot. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. It was very interesting how it went from zero to a million and then really try to like say Asians can be race- racist against Asians too. I'm like, but where is this Where is this coming from? Because she wasn't. Girl, being- it, it, I don't even think it was that like well thought out. It was like, yeah, well, my friends told me that being Chinese is a form of racism. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm learning. Hey, uh, what fragrance do you think court wears? Don't do it. <laughs> Litigation for Men by Susan Lucci. (laughs) Well, speaking of litigation by Susan Lucci, the Housewives of Beverly Hill. (laughs) So, the law. Erica Jane. Erica Jane. Question, did she do it? I don't think Erica Jane did it. I don't know. I think that Erica Jane, um, right, I think that she signed up for something when she was a single mother and she had choices to make. Right, that 
you know, as someone who has had to make choices based on a family, as opposed to an individual, I understand everything that Erica did. And I don't think she ever thought his work would affect her in this way. I think that said for circumstances, however, you know, yeah. That said, let Erica Jane be a lesson to all of you to not fuck with the cancer, <laughs> right? Th- this woman is, what <laughs> she's psychic and she sees shit from the past. <laughs> I was a Spanish prince and I kicked your ass then too, <laughs> right? Uh, and also, every time someone has come for her, she has collected them in a way that would really kill most of us, right? Don't do that to me. Never talk to me that way. Don't do that. Like, that's what, ooh, Teddy was trying to come for her. And she was like, I don't want to be petted. Girl. Like, I, I live for the Southern deep voice and the and the shade. Erica Jane is everything on that season. Thank God for her, because if we did not have Erica, I really do think Beverly Hills would be off the air, right? Yeah, like, it, yeah, there's just not- the whole New York- revamp type yeah, of they would have because once Lisa Vanderpump left what was everyone's drama that is true that is true I know besides besides messy <laughs> messy Lisa asking Dorita people were doing coke in her bathroom <laughs> I love that shit <laughs> oh by the way Lisa and Dorit are also cancers <laughs> yeah. I think you know all the zodiacs of all housewives essentially no i know the housewives that are my zodiac <laughs> that's true that is true well you know to close this out on beverly hills what is your favorite story arc about on beverly hills because they're much aplenty oh, there's so many there's so many um i think probably it has to be when um and and maybe it's just because i liked hearing everybody say it so much munchausen syndrome (laughs) you would like that one you and i just loved that like (laughs) i I don't think maybe it wasn't that story arc when lisa is at the table and everybody's talking about it and she wants to leave and she just looks up and she goes will you help me take something into the kitchen and then she just picks up a flower and gives it to her and then a teacup and gives it to the other one she's like there we are (laughs) (laughs) like Oh man, it it just, I feel like it was a kind of drama that really allowed everyone to be exactly who they were. Lisa Vanderpump was like, well, maybe she's lying. And then um, Lisa Renner was like, Lisa said you were lying. (laughs) (laughs) And Kyle cried. No, what's new? Well, I think my favorite story, okay, my favorite moments, you know, like, scene when they're in Amsterdam (laughs) girl I will know (laughs) you beast (laughs) oh girl I just like how dare you let's not talk about the husband like it was that was very like it was a real life soap opera because Lisa Ren is a soap actress so then her being in a real moment in a soap opera-esque you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. fucking killed me and then Kyle running and crying (laughs) And this also, was, can you know? Go ahead. Mind you, I my favorite part of that was how calm Yolanda was being Dutch in her own country. <laughs> She's just like this, and then Brandy being calm as well, because you know she always got. Some, she just said was petting Kim like stop, don't. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. 
Yes. We have to talk about everyone's favorite psychic that was introduced to us because of Beverly Hills. <laughs> that dinner from hell. We're not supposed to be good. What's her name? We're Alison supposed Dubois. to be bad. <laughs> Alison Dubois. She, okay. Of people who get messy drunk, I like, I hope in my lifetime I can get a psychic messy drunk because a line that I don't think gets highlighted enough from that episode is after Kyle storms out with, with the morally bankrupt Faye Resnick. <laughs> <laughs> right? After she storms out, <laughs> Alice's sister, she's like, do you know what? I can tell you where and when she's going to die and what's going to happen to her family. And that's what I love about myself. <laughs> that is what you love about yourself. <laughs> that is like this. This is what you have chosen as the thing to highlight to strangers at a table about what you love about yourself. You know, speaking a of... A level of crazy. Speaking, you know, killing of families, my favorite arc storyline taylor armstrong i girl that shit was a lifetime movie girl you need to stop making me laugh at really dark moments (laughs) that you already done made me laugh at guns pointed at children (laughs) now you're gonna make me laugh but girl like i just loved it was take any lifetime movie of abused Mm -hmm. wife yes it literally was that in three seasons like yes like it was like and i loved how like each season she was on it was like different stages of i don't even want to say stages of grief but like do you i'm saying it was different it wasn't like the whole time she was like i was abused the three seasons i was on it was like first season that shit was happening behind the screen she was like i'm a perfect housewife with a lovely husband you know and a kid i'm trying to like raise second season he commits suicide she's reeling in it and then the third season she's all like where do i go from here kind of thing I, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, like it was given. It was, it was you know. It gave, she it. gave good drama. She gave good crying. On the, you no, have no was- idea, but she created a viral meme because I, of that moment, I right? Know. Also, <laughs> I rewatched that clip back recently, and when they're standing by the railing, come away, and she goes, "Wow!" <laughs> And Kyle's like, that's not funny. That's not funny. I want to be like, Kyle, that is fucking hilarious. Okay, can you let this woman live? Why are you crying, Kyle? Mauricio ain't done nothing but give you 35 daughters and millions. Shut up. <laughs> Go inside the house, your sister's drunk. <laughs> but you're right. When Taylor tried to like fake throw herself, it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was so Wow. She gave the she gave the Waluigi and just like oh <laughs> why 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 I'm gonna rewatch that and never look at it the same again. So good, so good. I mean, who who else but Taylor Armstrong in that moment could have? And I'm I, well, okay. Speaking of Taylor Armstrong, we would be remiss not to mention Ultimate Girls Trip season two. When Taylor Armstrong returns to the Housewives franchise. I'm so excited. I am beside myself, Dorinda, Taylor, other people. (laughs) Brandra. (laughs) I don't really know her. I love Brandra. (laughs) Oh, God. You just love the one people hate. 
I do. It's just fun. Well, except for Candace, I really don't actually. And like. and to bring us full circle, Jill motherfucking Siren. You know this shit is gonna be wild. I'm so excited. I just want to hear Dorinda and Jill talking. Can you imagine like those two very specific New York accents having a discussion? I oh, made yeah. it nice. But I want to hear them talk. About, I want to hear like the view kind of topics though. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them taking Garcelle's job in the real, but like, what are your thoughts? Who? <laughs> I actually like her. Don't love her, but I like How did we get through all of Beverly Hills and not mention her once? Is that our fault or Garcelle's? Garcelle, if or when you listen to this, that was his thoughts, not mine. I like she not. (laughs) 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 There is hope. If I met Leanne and Carrie Duber in person, you never know. You know. I would like to meet an on-air housewife personally, but you know. You do you. <laughs> you do you, boo-boo. Well, I think one thing we can say for sure is that this this show, this franchise has definitely ingrained itself in our lives. It's not mm-hmm. just like a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is how, if I could compare it to anything, I never understood when like my mom and aunties and like older cousins, they grew up watching soap operas, you know what I'm saying? Like on ABC, yes. like during the middle of the day. And they're like, drama this drama that and i'm like okay i think this is how they felt yes i wonder if any of those soap operas starred susan lucci <laughs> la luce <laughs> <laughs> audience you may hate me right now but i am dying <laughs> shout out to susan lucci oh. i loved your version of a christmas carol ebby on the lifetime channel Best one. I loved her guest appearance on an episode in That's So Raven. There you go. There oh, you God. Go. Susan Lucci. And... La Lucci! <laughs> I want that on a shirt. Or that should be like a magnet or like a car bumper. Mm-hmm. La Lucci! I do believe that was a Reese's Philbin thing. May he rest. Oh, oh R.I.P. <laughs> How to bring an episode down with John oh, Carlo. <laughs> You're like the real-life Debbie Downer from SN. (laughs) By the way. (laughs) Well, audience, um, you know, we started with with our taglines, and we're going to end with our most famous one. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, Bravo. Bravo.